Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. All right, we made it for episode 32. 32. Kind of feels weird saying that, but you know what? 32 episodes strong. We're going to get this thing going all night long, and that rhymed. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of, I want to start this podcast off with a funny story. It happened to me last night. Wait, wait, wait. Before okay. you do that, I just want to say um, shout out to all the listeners. We finally hit 2,000 yeah, listens. Over 2,000 yeah, listens. Yeah, so shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, over 2,000 listens, man. That means that many people gave a shit. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, man. We're going to continue pumping this content out. Yeah. Um, and, and I know we got some loyal listeners out there. And mm-hmm. we'll go over over them when we get a chance. But to shout y'all out, it'll take us a minute. But we'll, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll definitely, we see y'all. Trust me, we see you every week. And we definitely appreciate it. Yep. All right. Moving forward, man. Uh, it happened last night. And it's actually really funny. I was going to Walmart to pick up some stuff. And uh, it's kind of funny. Like, and this is, nobody's going to admit this. But, like, if you're a guy, right, and you got a, you got a pussy appointment, um, <laughs> then you're going to pick up some shit that you need, like some essentials. Um, so I went to Walmart. I grabbed some, some stuff, some stuff I needed for the house. And then I grabbed some stuff, some extra stuff. Um, but um (laughs) they have a glass case that has all the you know i guess the the sexual freaky shit at walmart and it's behind a glass case like they got lube and fucking condoms ky jelly ky jelly and all these sex pills and shit Mm -hmm. so i i see it's locked and i walk up to a walmart employee and i'm like hey man i was like uh you got the key for that that glass case and he's like oh you gotta press the button and then they'll come and assist you so I'm he pressing. must have worked in the electronics. Nah, it wasn't a nerd. It was some other. It was some no, weirdo. Like a little nerdy voice. I just oh, like hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> just uh, press the button. There'll be somebody there. You know the dude from The Simpsons, the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Hemoglobin. <laughs> well, I, I press. I don't use condoms. Sorry. He was a nerd. He'd probably be like mm, malfunctioning. Uh. <laughs> Penis malfunctioning. (laughs) 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 Fucking nerd. All right, right, man. Well, uh, the guy tells me, nah, we don't have the keys. Only the managers have the keys. So you got to go back to the glass case and press the button. So I'm like, all right, man. So I go back to the aisle over there. I press the red button. And it says, once the red button is pressed, once, once light blinks red, Message has been sent. So I pressed it, the button blinked, and nobody came. And I kept doing this shit, and I was like, fuck, man. So finally, this chick walks up. And she's kind of, she's pretty cute, kind of skinny. And we and we standing by the case. So she's waiting for her sexual shit. I'm waiting for my sexual shit out of the case, because there ain't nothing but sexual shit in that case. So she's kind of like, like you can tell she's feeling kind of awkward at first. She's like, this is just so funny. I was like, what's funny? She's like, well, what we're waiting on? I was like, it's not. A, we're both adults. Hey, it's all good. So I ask her a name, and we start talking and whatnot. She's really cool. She's just really fucking young. She was, she was her. It was her birthday. She was only turning twenty, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's crazy because I'm thirty three, and I was like, you know what? Hmm. Anyways, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm old enough to be your dad. Uh, nah, not yet. Not really. 13? It's 13 years, man. Yeah, you can I, have a kid at 13. I wasn't busting nuts at 13, though. I was that still, mug was in there, though. It was there's some seeds in there. <laughs> <laughs> seeds was floating around. <laughs> so to make a long story short, finally, somebody comes. Um, no pun intended. So finally, somebody hmm. comes over there, and they open up the case. And I get the condoms and shit, and then and then she's like, oh, "I'll take that." So she's getting some lube, right? She gets some lube, mm-hmm. and and I like, I just I wanted to laugh so hard, but it would have been immature. So we <laughs> actually we're we're both taking off. We're walking towards the register. She's holding the lube. I'm holding the condoms, and we're just like having like a conversation, like, and it's just so funny. So we walk to the to the uh, to the register. And then uh, eventually, you know, she walks me to my car. I was like, hey, you have a good night. You know, you exchange information. But it was just so funny. Like two people, uh, you know, communicating human to human over lube and condoms. That, <laughs> that to me was like one of the most funny things ever. It wasn't awkward. 
Yeah. Because everybody uses condoms. I don't know if everybody needs lube or not. Yeah. You know, sometimes the job gets tough. But, I mean, who knows? (laughs) 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 Who knows, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to leave her nameless. But, like, if you come across this, like, you're awesome. And I just want to let you know you're really awesome. And I wouldn't mind hanging out with you sometime. (laughs) Hopefully, you you know, we use that lube. Oh, my God. No, (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows who it is. Hey, nobody knows. One person does. Yeah, right. Any interesting things happen uh, with you, Keith? Besides that beard, that that nerdy dude also knows. Oh, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do something. Uh, oh my gosh, they're gonna have sex. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just been, you know, what I'm saying, just chilling. That's cool, man. Been writing and stuff. Yeah. Me? Keith came over to, over the house. And you look like a fucking Rastafarian or something with that beard, yeah. man. Sometimes I'd be going through phases where I just be so busy that I just don't have time. There's there's always time, you know what yeah. I mean? But not like Definitely. You know what I mean? Not enough time Keith, really to Keith came through the door looking like a stressed out Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, What's going on, man? I need a break, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, good times, man. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and kick this off, man. One of the first things we're going to cover is receding hairlines. Me having one, I can like confidently speak out against this, you know, this epidemic plaguing the male species. (laughs) I almost spit out my own drink. (laughs) No, I mean, seriously, I don't understand why so many men are insecure about their fucked up hairline. Yeah. You know, if women if they if women thought about it, they would say, "Oh, they figure old oh, men are the most insecure about like their penis or some shit like that." Nope, it's their motherfucking hairline. How many men have you seen trying to tape up together a hairline that has went away a long time ago? Mm-hmm. You know, and hey, look, and I don't mean to talk shit, but I'm being completely honest here. One of the worst ones is LeBron James. Love LeBron James, best player in the world. Okay, but. Talking specifically about his haircut, when it's like whenever he takes pictures, he has this picture perfect hairline. But in the game, it's really thin and it just looks really bad. Mm-hmm. As a man, you need to know when to let that shit go. It's okay to cut it off. Yeah. Like right now, my hair should be cut off. It looks fucked up. But you know what? This I is a kn- podcast. Yeah, you can't see my <laughs> fucked up hairline. I'm sitting here, keeps looking at it. He's like He's used to my fucked up hairline. He's seen it for years. So he's like, oh, there goes Eddie again. There goes his hairline. <laughs> Let, let's, what's your take on the hairline stuff, man? Um, to me, um, I don't know. I think for you it's a different perspective because you do normally cut your hair bald. Yeah. So you've kind of grown accustomed. Like you've dealt with the realization within yourself. Like, you know, I'm going to let it go. So the people that are out there should, you know, definitely... Like stop trying to hang on to exactly like this mythological um, hair that they think they have. Yeah. Um, but like, I honestly just don't care. Like, I think that I think that the like there's an insecurity about it. Definitely. But then there's also like a security about it to that you're secure enough with yourself to walk around with this crazy hairline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not security. It's called delusion. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> this delusion that you, you know, that your hairline is still, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people out there like, um, Tory Lanes. Oh my God. Um, Safari. LeBron James, Safari, um, but that some some of those people they have those things, but some of those people have made successful comebacks. Like I remember Tiger. Tiger was one oh, where like God. I was like one. I'm gonna say the first person to notice, but I I definitely excuse me. I definitely noticed because um, he was uh you know he was receding one day and then the next day yeah. he had braids. I was like, yeah, what happened? Like my guy got braids now, Bruh. But um. Yeah, I think those surgeries are, you know, success more successful for some people than others. True. I think Charlamagne going he might he might one day come back with a uh 
with a little Tory Lanez. I don't think. I think. I think Charlemagne should never. You just. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I think his shit is so gone. I don't know how good it was. It probably look really bad, man. Mm-hmm. Um, with, as far as like guys like Tory Lanez or no Tiger, especially Tiger, mm-hmm. he just popped up on a rap video with a full hairline. I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, you could get a taste. <laughs> get a taste. Get his hairline. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like this guy has a whole fucking different. What's the name? Uh, Brian Erlacher. Oh my god, that's the worst one. He made a comeback. No, he didn't. That shit looks fucked up. You look like a fucking Boy Scout, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean he's always been bald, so that's like I guess it's just strange. It's just no, it's it's extremely delusional, man. Men are they just got to stop being so insecure. Mm -hmm. That look. You know what's worse? A woman knows a woman could tap into your insecurity faster than anyone. She knows what the fuck you're insecure about. Mm-hmm. Nobody is completely secure, but that there, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, how the fuck do you think it's okay to comb over your hair? Like, you look like Mr. Burns. Cut that shit off. <laughs> In case people don't know who Mr. Burns is, it's the old man from The Simpsons that was always like, excellent. <laughs> Homer Simpson, come over here, please. <laughs> you got to cut that shit off, man. It's it's embarrassing. And what and like it's, let's say like for right now, like the way my hair is, I would always have a hat on because my hairline looks like shit. The only way I would take my hat off is if it's bald. I feel comfortable with my actual bald head because I know the hair on my head just ain't cracking, man. Mm-hmm. It ain't cracking, dude. Yeah. But I just <clears throat> I wonder like I wonder. But some of these guys, like, do they feel like less of a man because they don't have hair? Or the shit's thinning out? I don't know. What I don't know. I think people just like hair. I don't know if it's deeper than that. Um But um like I don't have a I don't have a problem with it personally. Like I'm not that invested in yeah. like whoever. If you wanna spend thirty thousand dollars to That's you know, crazy, get some man. hair back in your head, then you know, good for you. Um you know, guys out there like <laughs> this is what Deion Sanders made a whole like and these people aren't like they're not hiding it. I think that's why that's why I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that people just like hair. Like they like to be able to style their hair. They like to be able to, you know, comb their hair, f- put their hands through their hair and stuff like that. Um that I I think there are some people that are um cuz guys for like the Deion Sanders and Brian Erlacher Instances like they were like completely bald for and, years, yeah, for years, and then they just just finally decided to you know go get the little hair transplants or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it's it's like they just like hair, like Deion uh, Sanders, like he he uh, like he, he uh, part of his brand was the Jerry Curl, so uh, he just kind of want to live those relive those glory days. Yeah, those days are long gone. Look, look here. Okay, this is the problem I have. Uh, I, think, I think it was on Brilliant Idiots. I think uh, Andrew Scholes made a point. He said, what's the problem with fake hair? Women get fake tits. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, oh, he's right. But then, no, he's not. I'll tell you why. The reason why I say that is only because, and this is just a mere opinion. Uh, it's based on the fact that women are born with small breasts, right? I'm not saying born with small breasts, but as they develop into a woman, their breasts don't develop that much. They're not comfortable with them, so they get them bigger. Mm-hmm. Whereas a guy had hair, lost it, now he wants to get it back. There's a difference between the tits and the hair. But um, a lot of kids are born like with. A lot of kids are born like how old men look. What do you mean? Like rarely, like I was a kid that was born with like practically a full head of hair. But hmm. some kids are born with like super patchy hair. Like yeah, they'll be like bald right here, and they'll yeah. have you know some. A little bit of hair sparsely th- spread throughout their head. So you and then, had an afro. Like when I, was, I had a lot of hair when I was born. I don't know if it wasn't. It was more silky. It wasn't really afro. Oh, okay, soul glow. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, people thought I was a little. You know what I'm saying? A little half breed baby. When okay, I was, uh-huh, Latino. <laughs> Dominicano. Uh, despacito. I was a guy that was had really wavy, thick hair when I was in high school and even before that. And mm-hmm. I started noticing my shit starting to really thin out at 20, 
23, 24, and at 25, my hairline just said, fuck you. And <laughs> one morning I woke up and I said, yo, my hairline is really gone. But I wasn't in shock because there was a time where, you know, I just didn't, I knew that I, my head looked okay bald. So I started cutting it bald for some years and then, because um, I don't want to pay for a barber. Yeah. And then when I noticed it was going away, I was just like, well, you know, this is the card that God dealt me and I'm going to just continue to live this card. And I'm yeah. not going to be insecure about it. Mm-hmm. And I've never had any issues with my hair like that. There was one time I grew my hair out and I still had a thick hair, head of hair. And uh, I had been cutting the ball for a while. And some girl that I work with, she's like, you look so much better with no hair when you cut it all off. Dang. Yeah. And I was like, this chick wants to fuck me, man. <laughs> no, I'm like, no. <laughs> and I thought from that day, I was like, you know what? I, I I mean, I do look better bald. It's just when, you know, people used to seeing you that way. And plus, if you had a, a, a kind of round head, you're good. That's also one of the, the like, that's also one of the problems. If you don't have the head to be bald, then that's really going to suck for you. Mm-hmm. If you got a big old fucking watermelon head, <laughs> it's going to be hard. You got a pumpkin head where it's shaped all lopsided yeah. and it's bald. You don't want to look like fucking Charles Barkley in your bald. That's really the worst thing <laughs> ever, man. Charles. Your head looks like a soggy watermelon. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think if you out there and, uh, you know, there's a lot. There's a, and, I, I, you know, it usually happens um, fairly young for most people. Like, you, you come to grips with, you know, that is that is going away pretty early on in your 20s. Yeah, it. very um, true. But I, I think, but yeah, like you were saying, like if you're insecure about it, um, I think there's a lot of people that, like you were saying, that look better bald versus like trying to hold on to something or trying to, you know, wear a hat all the time. It's like you know, just cut it bald because there's like there's um, there's a lot of you know men that women consider like very attractive that are bald. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So Definitely. I'm not sure why some people run away from it. Oh yeah. So it's kind of like a little bit of a, a, a like a there's kind of like a fetish quality to it too. Mm-hmm. Cuz like women love rubbing your head. They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, your head just feels like I don't know." I got to feel terrible. What? A woman rubbing your head? Nah, it feels really like good. That. Yeah. When you're bald, head rubs? Oh my god. I take it back to like um like a racial thing. What's that? Like I guess if you have hair and women are rubbing your hair, they're only rubbing their fingers through your hair to see what like how black people's hair feel. I mean, they're gonna know what something else feels like as well. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh you oh I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh like you know when you're little and people want to say, Come in, can I touch your hair? Yeah. First let, let's so go crazy. Let's go ahead and talk about that because I don't think people really understand what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're young and you're all little kids and a lot of your friends happen to be white or other cultures that have straight hair mm-hmm. and you're black and you have very coarse, thick, curly type hair, mm-hmm. they try to touch your hair because they don't know what it feels like. And you're like, hey, don't touch my hair. And they're like, I want to touch it. Yeah. I used to have a bunch of kids trying to touch my hair or grabbing my hair. I stopped. I'd be like, stop, yeah. stop, stop. Mm-hmm. And every black kid goes through this. Nobody really talks about it, but kids be touching your hair. They want to know what it feels like. Or you used to just have random girls walk up and pull your hair and like run away. You'd be like, "Stop! What are you pulling yeah. my hair for?" You weird white girl. Yeah, what are you doing? You you ever been? I remember. Shout out to my nigga Jared back in uh, McKinley days. Uh oh, Jared. <laughs> so we used to um, we used to be the kids with the waves in class be brushing your hair in class like fifth grade fourth grade or whatever just sitting in class like it, the teacher giving a lesson on algebra or whatever and we just sitting in class brushing our hair and um the the white people and mexican kids in class be so confused like what what hair are you brushing you yeah. don't even have hair like shut up i got waves yeah that is true like you're bald i'm like no i have a fade and it's, <laughs> and it's quite thick. a <laughs> and number two to be exact yeah. yeah 
Yeah, waves were everything, man. I used to yeah. have uh, a lifetime supply of uh, wave grease, which is one, <laughs> one bottle. Dax wave, the shit lasts you that all. Like never go away. That shit lasted me all of 1998 <laughs> to 99. I had Damn. one fucking can of Dax wave. What's the one with the black people on the front? Murray's. Murray's, the orange, the orange you, can. You had three cans of, of of wave grease that I was real popular. It was sporting waves sporting in the black wave, can, yeah. Murray's in the orange can. And Dax in the red one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, them was all the three. Is it one more? Uh, that's that's pretty much it. I said, it. It's one more that nobody really used. They only used it when they ran out of all three or didn't have them, and that was Blue Magic. Blue, Ma- Blue Magic was more for your sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you, you would throw Blue Magic on just to get the sh- the sheen of it. Yeah. But if you wanted to get the waves to hold, you got to throw the. Uh, Throw the Murrays or the Dax or the yeah, sporting waves. Yeah, the sporting waves. But see, you <coughs> ran out of everything. Mm-hmm. Blue Magic got the job done. You just have some blue waves. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my grandma still got some Murrays at her crib. I don't know when. I don't even know when, like what year it's from. Oh, my God. But that mug is sitting in there. I almost took it when, when I was down there. You ain't going to be able to get that lid off. Yeah. That shit going to be welded on. Yeah. <laughs> That mug is just so thick. I was almost disgusted. Yeah, like, like, you really used to put this in our hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Keith. Keith really he can't relate to the hair loss thing because Keith got a hair head full of hair. Yeah, so is his That's dad. Happy too. Crazy thing too is my dad has a head full of hair. I I remember your dad used to always be. He used to have a little varicose. Ver, what do you call it? like the varicose peak or whatever? It's not varicose. It's called a widow's peak, fool. Oh yeah, varicose. That's a vein. <laughs> yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, you talking about dad got a vein in his head? <laughs> he got a, a and Dragon Ball Z vein in his head. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> But uh, he used to always had a little, the little Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, the peak. Yeah, and uh, he used to always say, I remember this very clearly. He was like, man, I ain't, like, I'm not messing nothing. Like, I'm not messing with my edge up at all because I cut this off and then it's just going to keep pushing backwards and backwards and backwards. Damn. He still got the hair. He still got the hair. He's definitely still got it. And then he's like, when did he, he asked me when I start losing. I said, I don't give a shit. I'm not growing my hair out anyway. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, he is like, huh? Well. <laughs> yeah, and plus, supposedly, um, as far as like, uh, it's hereditary. I guess the hair loss comes from your mother's side. Yeah, it's it's usually always from your mother's side. You can look at like your mother's uh, her. Your, look at your uncle. Yeah, all my uncles are bald. And shit is gone, man. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, I don't. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, maybe only. One of my uncles, my mom's brothers, have hair still. Wow. Canines. Yeah, because canine don't got none. Yeah, maybe two. don't got none. Maybe one or two. Dang, that's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I don't know which one. Which one got hair? Lawrence. Oh, yeah. He still got that same fucking afro. No, he don't got afro. He don't? Not no more? Mm Mm-mm. That's pretty low. Oh wow! Yeah, damn. Well, <clears throat> there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I got to say is this: if you're a person that's having hair loss and you happen to come across this podcast, I urge you to embody that. Mm-hmm. Um, just live with it, internalize it, and and understand you are no less of a man because your hairline's fucked up. Just cut that shit off. Mm. Cut it off. Or if you don't want to, then don't. If you want to leave that shit on your head <laughs> and you see me in public, I'm going to take your hat and run off with it. The, uh, so the whole world can see that fucked up hairline. The only ones that bother me are, are like um, the guys that be trying to edge up like the the super far back. Oh, no. Like, uh, what's the guy on ESPN? <laughs> the guy on ESPN we be seeing sometimes. Oh, he be doing them like he be doing the uh, Monday night football games. Well, you're not talking about... Uh, uh, you're not talking about the black dude? Yeah, black dude. Oh, my God. Stephen A. Smith? No, no, no. <laughs> His shit's fucked up. Stephen A. is... Stephen... I think... Yeah. Stephen A. is pretty bad. St- pretty bad. It's the worst. Stephen A. looked like somebody been punching him in his fucking head till his hairline went back. <laughs> it's like, you want to punch your <laughs> Instead of him getting jumped, it looked like his hairline got jumped. <laughs> like, bitch-ass nigga. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. He be getting his edge. He be getting his stuff edged up like twice a week. Too. That's terrible, man. You gotta. I don't know. It. It. He's one of them, and I don't. You said who's up? You, I think Stephen A. has a well, not now because he's been trying to hold on for so long. But I think if he would have let his stuff go a long time ago, like it wouldn't have been no. Like the jokes would have been going on for like two weeks, and then it would have been like he would have just been regular. But now that he's been holding on for so long, um, I don't know what what's gonna happen. But I say this: he got the wrong head to go bald. He need to take like take a vacation and just let his hairline grow as much as he can, like do, get like hairline surgery or some shit. Because <laughs> if he cuts that head bald, everybody gonna see ET up close. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think he, he got a he got a round head. I just think nah, that it's like a fucking snow cone, man. I think his uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his head look like, bald because it's like slightly afroed. But he got some ears too. I think his ears is gonna start poking out once he cut his hair bald. Man, I, I don't know, man. Another guy that recently uh, kind of let go is Jamie Fox. Oh man, Jamie was bad. He was holding on for a minute. Jamie's oh man, getting that mug painted and whatnot. But he, Jamie Fox, like he had been bald in things before, so it was kind of strange to me that he was still trying to grow, like grow it back, because he was bald in like certain movies and stuff already. Yeah, but it just proves it proves that it doesn't matter how much money you have, how popular you are, whatever. You people are that insecure about not having hair. Yeah, but you know what? I don't want to beat this topic to the ground. I think we've said what we needed to say. Yeah. Okay. So if you if your hair is fucked up, it's okay, man. It's a part of life. It's a part of being a man. Cut that motherfucking fucked up, patchy, terrible looking hair you got up there and cut it off, man. Moving on. Screenshots. We live in an era of people screenshotting things, primarily women. But we're going to just try to keep this as gender neutral as we can. Screenshots. I think screenshots are terrible based on the fact that if I tell you something and we exchange information human to human, you have no reason to be screenshotting it to get other people involved. And if you're a person that screenshots frequently, I can't trust you, man. Mm-hmm. I can't trust you because you just we we could get in an argument one time and you're telling all my fucking business. Yeah, that ain't cool. I, I've had dude. I'm telling you, I've had women tell me some of the most deepest, darkest, craziest shit, and I've never told a soul because I value their secrets and their life so much that I would never do it. But I know some women that have been in a relationship with some dude for years. They break up and it's like, you know what? I care for him. He lied to me. He had a two-inch penis. I'm just like, yo, why the fuck you got to say what this dude got? (laughs) That ain't nobody's business. You just mad or bitter or whatever. You need to be quiet. Yeah. And then screenshot, man, it doesn't do it. It's, It's actually, I think people should start getting like legally in trouble for screenshotting private conversations. Mm-hmm. And then using them to leverage that situation. That's like defamation of character, man. Mm-hmm. Not cool. It well, that's not I want that's not the correct term for it. I think that um Yeah. I, I guess originally I'm sure when the person created this idea of screenshotting something, they were primarily focused on like probably like social media stuff. Or like stuff on the internet to where you could be scrolling through Amazon.com and you screenshot like, hey, I want this. Or, hey, I want this for Christmas or something. You could just send it through a text message. But um, eventually, you know, the, you know, there's always a dark side to whatever new technological advances come out. And that definitely happened with like the like these conversations because you see stuff on on the internet all the time, just throughout the internet. And then through like people, you know, you'll see girls or men or whatever, post stuff on Facebook, um, personal stuff. And it's always, it always comes at a time during a breakup or, Oh my God, you know, an argument or whatever the case may be. These people are, you know, and it's always like the, you know, like, Oh, this dude, or even, even I've seen girls like, 
they'll they're like on on Snapchat and they have like 700 followers and they have like 500 messages that are not even open yet Man. from all kind of people and they're just you know they even they're doing like a screen recording or they're doing like a screenshot of all the messages that they have opened up and there's not really any benefit to that you know what i mean it's just it's just nonsense at the end of the day. Kind of feed your ego a little bit. Yeah. Make yourself feel important, even yeah. though you know you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's always great, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, man. It, like you said, the whole uh, the whole screen screenshotting is is basically done. It's I say nine out of ten times, it's never for something positive. Mm-hmm. It's always for something like, look, see, I told you he would try to get with me. And they send it to their friends or they put it on social media. Or they, and it's like, dude, knock it off. I don't understand how this is something that you would even want people to see. Mm-hmm. Like when I if I know this much, if I if 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 I'm screenshotted for any reason, that probably might be the last time we ever speak again. Mm-hmm. Just because I can't trust you. I don't screenshot anything. I'm from the old school. You know what I'm saying? I, I won't say old school because I'm only 33, but. I was, I'm from I'm, I come from a time where if somebody told you something you valued that and you kept that secret or you kept that private and you moved on. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like people's telling they saying everything. Yeah. So, like certain shit that shouldn't even be out like part really deep down personal shit. Uh-huh. It's like man, I've wrote a chick something on Snapchat and then she screenshotted it. Like I wrote her something she screenshot. I was like, why did you screenshot it? She's like. Oh no! I just—it was just funny. I wanted to screenshot it. I'm just like, what? That wasn't even funny. I was just like, hey, how you doing? Type shit. <laughs> I get screenshotted for like being nice. Yeah. Like this is weird. Yeah. Oh, well, man, ain't nothing you can do about it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's only uh, it only gets worse from here. It's only a matter of time um, before they do something about the screenshotting. I talked to, I don't want to bring that early up uh, that we talked about earlier because that might be a really good business idea. Mm-hmm. Remember what I said earlier in the car? Yeah. Yeah. It would kind of counteract the way people screenshot. It, you know, yeah. basically they notify people when they're screenshotted like on Snapchat, but we want to take it a little bit further than that. But I'm not really going to even give that whole idea up. Mm-hmm. Cause then people gonna be like, "Oh my god, that sounds great! I'm a nerd. Let me go ahead and see if I can get paid off of this." Yeah, and I'm like, oh, hemoglobin. Let me see. What <laughs> Why does that sound like such a nerdy word? Hemoglobin. Ah, hemoglobin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of syllables on it. Yeah, know. fucking Microsoft nerd. <laughs> oh, the programming uh, <laughs> molecules. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I don't know what people get out of screenshotting things. Yeah. Personally, it's not like you're going to forget them. And and ultimately, I I had... It's crazy. Like, the information that I have could literally tear people apart. Like, I could say some stuff. Or I could, ha- or I could have an old conversation that I forgot to delete and be like, Oh, they said this and screenshot it and put it on social media or something. But here's the thing. Do you realize that when you screenshot any content and you put it on a public p- platform, you know who looks bad? You look bad. Yeah. You look worse than the person you screenshotting. Mm-hmm. You can you never look good trying to make somebody else look bad. Never. Cause what they realize is this you are the equivalent. Let's say the person is a low down person, right? Let's say they're no good and you screenshotted them. Now you just you just became like them. Yeah. You stoop to their level. You stoop, you stoop below their level. Yeah. So you're not better than the person that you're trying to put on blast. How about you just move on with your life and just shut the fuck up? Mm-hmm. That would be a lot better. Even beyond like just a screenshot, just revealing those type of negative things on social media is kind of is strange in itself. Very. Like, you know, people revealing information about their baby daddies. Like, my baby daddy keep calling me and this or um, this girl is crazy. She's, you know, she's doing this. And it's just like all that information doesn't. Like, first of all, no one cares. And second of all, like, that information doesn't, that's that's not for Facebook. That's for you to, you know, figure out your problems on your own. Yeah. Another thing, too, this is what you, I think, here's the thing. 
this is a little bit of, I won't say protocol, but this is something you should do if you do get screenshotted or somebody try to put you on blast. If somebody ever screenshots something or they try to put you on blast, the best thing you could do is not respond. And the reason why I say don't respond and don't respond with a, t- with a screenshot or nothing, <clears throat> you got to let people be petty. Let them be petty. The people that will believe anything they're saying, they, they don't fuck with you anyways. Because mm-hmm. I've seen situations where some dudes like, man, I'm getting screenshotted. She's talking bad about me. I just told them like, hey, man, don't even respond. Just don't even give it any energy, dude. Just mm-hmm. go on with your life. Because anybody that believes that bullshit, they ain't no good either. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot more for, than a screenshot for me to really believe that somebody's no good. Because yeah. you know what's funny about screenshots? You could take the parts of that shit that you want to put up. Yeah, you're not put. You're not showing a part where where you said something to make them mad, or you said something to you know that was fucked up. You just showing a part of the screenshot that makes you look like you like that you're innocent or that you're a good person. When in actuality, it's two flips of that coin. It's three sides to a story. Your story, your story, theirs, and the truth. Mm-hmm. It's three stories. So by you screenshotting, you only giving one fucking side. Yeah, and anybody with half a brain does not give a fuck about your screenshot. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm positive that any it's gonna be somebody listening to this episode, and they'll be like, you know, why well, screenshot? It's not a big deal, you know. I do it all the time. I don't care, and I will keep doing it. Well, yeah. I'm telling you, somebody gonna whoop your ass. I'm telling you straight up. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't take too kindly to being screenshotted and put on blast. If you think you get this screenshot, people and put them out there. Go ahead and do it. People crazy, man. You gonna end up. You gonna screenshot, and somebody gonna screenshot your left eye. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, man. Mm-hmm. That's real. I ain't gonna front. I be screenshotting people sometimes. But you don't be posting it. Yeah, I don't be posting it on social media. I might send it to. What's somebody. going on over there, man? You, you get with your mic, huh? You get with the mic. It's a lot of a lot of little rumbling going on over there. It's coming apart. I was just, you know, what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Now Keith's laying back with the mic, chilling. Yeah, he's laying back, making love to the mic. I don't know what's going on. It's a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> Scratching the scalp. You guys hear that? <laughs> that shit sound like... That's funny. You got you got, uh, you got got anything else on this topic, dude? Nah. Right, I'm done with y'all screenshot niggas. Well, you heard it. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it. All right. Uh, moving on, man. Finding inspiration. I think we all have someone that we find inspiration from. Not too sure who, you know, we all have different people. Um, but in regards to this podcast, I've been listening to different um, different people. And it's not just podcasters, just entertainers and things like that. I say my source of inspiration is came from a couple different people. Uh, one, definitely Charlemagne got. Um, uh, he's very successful at what he does Not just The Breakfast Club But he has a very successful podcast He's written two books He came from a very dark path A very dark past And has overcame a lot of adversity So definitely he's one Another one is Russ The, the rapper Slash artist um, He put out 11 albums They all flopped Until his last one Caught people And uh, he was able to actually uh, uh, develop a great career in addition to him releasing one song a week and he did this every week which is just ridiculous this worth ethic, his work ethic is ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, another person I look up to is Gary Vanderchuk they call him Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk Gary Vaynerchuk Va- Vaynerchuk yeah uh, great guy uh, has a lot of information um, he's trying to he's trying to encourage the youth because we have a lot of discouraged youth that don't believe in themselves and mm-hmm. he wants them to find their path like he wants them to organically find their path. He t- he tells these kids shit like you know what hey if you have to do it dude then then you know fuck what they're saying fuck what your parents are saying like fuck what your dad's saying fuck what your mom's saying and a lot of people are not going to tell them that because they figure mommy and daddy know best but in actuality a lot of times your mommy and daddy are dream killers. Because they want you to go in the direction they want you to go to. So you're thinking like mommy and daddy could do no wrong when in actuality mommy and daddy um, don't have any fucking dreams of their own and they're crushing your dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, your mom and dad are people. Mm -hmm. 
you know so they may think you may they in their mind they think they want the best for you but they're fucking you over and you, they don't even realize it because mm-hmm. they're putting your they're putting your dreams on hold because they think they have something good for you which, which in actuality they don't mm-hmm. but i think um gary gary v does an amazing job in putting his effort he's he putting his effort and his investment in the youth because he knows that the youth is going to be what drives be the driving force uh, on on our country, mm-hmm. and it's great. I've never seen kids. It's it's young ones too, man. It was a kid that was like sixteen. Another kid was there. He was just turning. He said, "I'm about to turn eighteen on Tuesday," and and you know, and he's like, "Man, I really I really love music. I really want to do this, and I've been told I'm really good at this." He he tells people how to how to leverage their their social media and mm-hmm. all these things, and he's extremely inspirational because uh, he also has a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just has a ton of information. Mm-hmm. Another one for me is Joe Rogan. Um, Joe Rogan has been involved in like mixed martial arts. Um, he does announcing for USC. He did Fear Factor. He has an amazing podcast, very successful podcast. Um, and he's like a jack of all trades. This guy is he's he's uh, very insightful, very smart. Um, knows a lot about everything. I mean, this guy knows a lot about American history and he knows a lot about food and, and, and martial arts. This guy is just, he knows so much and he has a lot of different guests on his show. And, uh, I look up to people like that. I won't even say look up, but I admire them, uh, just based on the fact that, you know, it's not so much, I want to be like them, but I want to be the greatest version of myself as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just great seeing that. And I, I just love turning on, putting my headphones in, listening to their podcast. And then I'm talking a lot of shit and having great hosts, well, having great guests on there. So mm-hmm. those are just a few of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, um, my inspirations come from, like, as far as entertainment, I'll just keep it strictly entertainment. Um, it comes from people who found a way to be successful um, and have ownership of their their entertainment and their creativity, and they have like an in- independence about themselves. So guys like Jay Z and um, guys like Spike Lee, um, and more recently, I've been doing a lot of uh, not a lot of research, but just just looking up a lot of information on Tyler Perry. Um, you could say like whatever you want to about, you know, whether you like his movies or not, whether you, you know, you care for Medea or, you know, whether you think the plays are better or the movies or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, but he's a person and a black male at that, that has essentially like maneuvered his way into, um, entertainment and is pretty much dominating you know in that field yeah he he has you know like 330 acres um 330 acres uh studio in atlanta and it was like a former air force base that he basically turned into you know a big huge production lot and basically he transformed you know himself wearing a dress and, you know, standing on stage and changing his voice and, you know, wearing a bodysuit um, into being, you know, essentially having, you know, one of the biggest um, production studios in America. And that same studio, they're shooting, they shot Black Panther there, they're shooting The Walking Dead there, um, they're shooting, you know, parts of other Marvel movies there. So basically anytime you 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 can watch a movie and then on the back of it you'll see that huge um Georgia peach on the end it's like a bright orange mm. uh Georgia peach on the end and generally that would probably mean that they shot something in Tyler Perry studio just because he has the biggest you know the biggest studio out there in Atlanta and um stuff like that is like really inspiring to me because not only did he do that but he's also a person that's preaching that in his interviews if you watch any of his his recent interviews, he's always talking about like, you know, artists gaining ownership of you know whatever they're doing. He's he talked about um, 
so he, 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 you know, obviously he writes and directs um, all of his own movies. And um, he was saying um, how important it is to have ownership of, you know, whatever you're doing. And that's kind of what we're doing in our podcast. You know what I mean? We're kind of growing it from the ground up. And, you know, eventually we want to um, put it on different platforms and, you know, maybe get a TV show or, you know, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, we definitely want to have um ownership of it and you know that's kind of what he was preaching so in the back of my mind like stuff like that is always always in the back of my mind in you know whatever we're doing and as far as like this entertainment stuff so that's definitely one and you know, like if you're out there and you're just listening and you want to do something especially if you're if you're trying to do something in film and stuff i would you know just um youtube tyler perry and look up um Look up any interview that he's done on this recent press this recent press front. Um, he has a he has a movie coming out, or I think it came out this weekend. It's called like Nobody's Fool. Yeah. Um, and he's he's preaching all these things in these interviews. So if you're you know if you're an up and coming director or you know an artist or whatever the case may be, you'll definitely get some nuggets from you know some of the mm, nuggets <laughs> from some of the. Uh, some of the stuff he's been saying in the interviews. Oh, yeah. Speaking of nuggets, I hate to really change the topic, but I stopped by McDonald's earlier, had some of those good old crispy nuggets, had a 10-piece. Oh, my God. It's been so long. Had a little bit of honey mustard on them. Mm-hmm. But back to Tyler Perry. I think uh, <laughs> Tyler Perry doesn't get enough credit uh, for things besides his work besides um, – uh, Medea. He had a great movie where he's a police officer. I think he's like a cop. Damn it, I can't remember what it was called. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, damn it, I'm this is is coming back to me. But anyways, he's a damn good actor as well. He's made a a lot of uh, a lot of other actors uh, very well known as well from coming from his movies. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he's he's very influential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of times the most influential people in your life are not always these, you know, Charlemagne's or Tyler Perry's. It could be your grandpa and your grandpa could be an ex veteran that, you know, served this country and lost his, lost his hand. And he's a hard worker and he's a great husband. He's a great person. He's mm-hmm. an honest person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you, you, you get motivation from people like that. I think a lot of times, regardless, you could work it. You could work your ass off to get where you want to be, but there's always going to be a point of reference. There's going to be somebody like you know what they did a great job, and by looking at them, I seen I kind of I kind of uh, you know mirrored what they did in a way because I knew I wanted to be in a place like them. Mm-hmm. My thing is this: this is why I don't understand haters. When I see a Charlemagne, when I see a Tyler Perry, when I see a Jamie Foxx, I don't be like, man, fuck them, man. They ain't nobody. Yeah. I'd be like, how could I get next to them? Yeah. You know, how could I get next to these people? That's what I told my mom today. I was like, man, we got to I got to meet Tyler Perry. Yeah. This is just like I just know having one conversation with him, it will just like it will blow your mind, you know what I mean? Definitely. <clears throat> very I'm I'm positive. the guy's probably very insightful and very informed and very informed about, you know, the business. Mhm. And uh, whenever you make it it's like that, it's not by chance. You're not just like, oh, you're there because you got lucky. Yeah. You was working your ass off. You know, Tyler yeah. Perry was homeless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's like, yo, I think what I love about a lot of these people, too, is is not so much where they are, but where they were. Mm-hmm. Like you think about a lot of people. Tiffany Haddish was homeless. Tory Lanez was homeless. Tyler Perry was homeless. Steve Charlamagne. Harvey. Steve Harvey was homeless. Uh, uh, Charlemagne used to sell crack. Like, Mm -hmm. these people had passed rougher than yours and they still made it. Mm -hmm. Kevin Hart was broke. He was so broke that that, uh, he had a bunch of eviction notices on his door. Like, he told told her, if you go to YouTube, you'll find the story where he talks about uh, his mother. But he doesn't. It's just a really heartfelt story. Mm -hmm. Um. And you just look back at all the beginnings from these people. They didn't have no spoons. They didn't have no silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah. They had a really fucked up past. That's why I would love to get next to these people. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Because it, it ain't all been peaches and cream for me. I done had some rough times myself. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you think about it like, damn, like, they all came from these, they all, like, the origin of these, origin of these people was not something sweet. It was something very bitter. And they could have been bitter. They could have said, I'm homeless. Fuck this shit. I don't care about a career. Yeah. You know? Another one that was homeless for a little bit, slept in his car. You know the dude from uh, 106 in Park? He was on there with Roxy. Terrence J. Terrence J. He's another one. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to him on a podcast, and it was, uh, I think it was Brilliant Idiots. Yes, it was Brilliant Idiots. Another dude that went through, I, I just learned this from watching the, the press run for the new Tyler Perry movie. Uh-huh. Um, Omari Hardwick, which is the guy um, from Power. Oh, yeah. the, the What's his name on there? For, um, Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. yeah. So he was he was talking about a time where he was all, I think he had Tyler I think Tyler Perry might have put him in his first movie and he he was doing something he had like he was already out there but you know like being an actor being an actor and you're already on TV um people have this perception that you're making all kind of money so I think he had already done like a few gigs but at the same time he was still like you know basically not really um, not really making a lot, a lot of money. So he was still, you know, still in need of, you know, work and stuff like that. And I guess he had went to Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry gave him a lot of money in like a brown paper bag, like cash. Damn. And um, he was leaving Tyler Perry's house um, and he was sitting in his car and he tried to start his car and his car wouldn't start. Oh, shit. And he like, oh my God. Like, what am I, like, what the heck? Like, I'm at Tyler Perry's house and my car won't start and I got this cash. And Tyler Perry pulls out, and he's like, hey, man, you good? He's like, yeah. And then Tyler Perry just pulls off. And then, uh, so I think he calls his girlfriend, and then his girlfriend, so Tyler Perry, he was saying, like, Tyler Perry lives at, like, the top, top, top of this, you know, crazy hill in L.A. or whatever. He's like, you know, like, Mark Wahlberg lives down the way, Charlie Theron lives down the way, but uh, Tyler Perry is, is the biggest house on the top of the hill. And um, he was like, he called his girlfriend to... Um, come pick him up but i guess the hill was so crazy and you know she had an old car so the, the his girlfriend's car broke down oh. like midway through oh. getting up there so basically both of their cars broke down and you know he just got you know you know this however many thousands of dollars in a brown paper bag and he was like you know ever since there that kind of helped him get over the hump and after, after that he kind of kept working consistently and stuff wow yeah. That is one hell of a story. Mm-hmm. More, and I want to send a. I don't know much about his girlfriend or his wife, but I want to send a big shout out to her because I think that's the only type of woman that you need when you are when you're really, really wanting to. If you want to deal with a woman in in any capacity, it's either it's like two polar opposite ways. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like a, a actor and you're very serious about it. You can only be with a chick that you're just like, you know, you just want to fool around with and then you guys aren't really connecting or it's going to be like your wife type material. Ain't no great. Ain't no gray area. Yeah. You know, this woman had a broke down car and came to go get her man and her car broke down. Yeah. And he speaks very highly of his of his wife. Um, He was on the breakfast club recently and he Mm -hmm. said like, man, he said, I had a fan approach me and I was with my wife. She didn't even acknowledge my wife. And he's like, look, man, he's like. Like, I'm sorry, I'm with my family right now. Like, this is my time. Yeah. And uh, he said the fam was like, really? Really? And he's like, really? I'm with my wife, I'm with my family. He's like, like, you know, the fam coming up to me talking about really, but she don't understand what this woman did for me. And he's like, I was broke as fuck. Like, I was, I was nothing. Yeah. And to have a woman around when you ain't got shit, and now you that successful, now you ghost on power? Mm-hmm. Bruh. That's that's a big deal. Yeah. That that woman was there then. That's a real one, bro. Mm-hmm. That's a real one. Yeah. So. That's wild. Yeah. I think in a lot of times, um, it's hard for a normal person to see that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I guess the easy way would be to give up. Like, oh, I just do want to pursue acting and directing and stuff like yeah. I'm leaving this guy or you want to be a rapper I'm out of here oh definitely yeah. I guarantee you right now okay uh, because Keith you know Keith obviously he writes and 
does me does all kind of different stuff. Obviously, he has a job, but his primary focus is in this. This is what he got his selling do. weed. <laughs> <laughs> Broke your cover, man. But okay. Um if you know, let's say he's he, you know, he's he's talking to a chick or whatever and he tells her like, Yeah, all right, I direct this and that, she's gonna be thinking like, ha ha, baloney, baloney, baloney. <laughs> because the average man doesn't do that. The average man, I work in the oil fields or y'all I'm a fireman, y'all I'm a cop, you know, I'm a all the regular shit, or I'm yeah. a truck driver. It's all the all the basic occupations. The, what he does is not a basic occupation. Mm-hmm. You know, so people are going to write it. They're just going to shoo it away. My point in saying that is, is it's going to be harder to find a partner like that. Yeah. You know, because there's not a lot of women that are going to stick by a real man. They say, like, I want a real man. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried being around a man that's in that's actually in progress? A lot of women want men to have it all when they meet them. You want us to have a fucking house. You want us to have a motherfucking uh, the best job. You want us to have everything together when you meet us. But you avoid the man where his life is in progress. Yeah. And it's like, nah. You know, because mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of us, a lot of us are going through shit. We got a good heart. We're good men. It's just the fact that we struggling. Because it was a time where I was super struggling and I've liked chicks, but I guess I was too broke for him. I didn't really have shit at the time. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, that you can't really tell someone your dreams. Like, no, you can't. Well, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just flipping burgers right now. But I got this business idea. I want to, want to crack this thing open. Man, I'm about to get this thing. Once, <laughs> you, like tell you, them, <laughs> once you tell them you flipping burgers, they don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> they don't even want to give you no. A chick probably won't even give you any pussy if you're flipping burgers. They're gonna be yeah. like, you know what? I ain't wasting. I'm not getting my body count up on these burger boy. Yeah, I used to crack a couple when I was sleeping burgers though. Oh yeah, we have. You, how old were you then? Like twenty two. Oh yeah, so you getting that burger pussy? <laughs> what is that? That sounds nasty. <laughs> you ever remember that song? We getting a rap money. Yeah. Hey, Keith was getting that hamburger pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that would be a good name for the podcast, but that's a little too vulgar. Yeah, that is crazy. Hamburg- I thought about that. Hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I remember um, I was telling this to this one guy. He was uh, he was working on my job, and um, one guy had quit, and um, a lot of the students were, I'm going to say they were distraught, but, like, you kind of grow attached. Like, you know, you work you work with kids. Um, and they kind of grow, grow attached to you and he just, he ended up, well, from what the staff told me is that he quit. And then from what the kids told me when they seen him is that he got fired. Um, I tend to believe the staff just because I feel like he, I don't know if he would have told the kids that he quit cause it, it might've broken their heart. Um, but I was telling this guy, I was like, um, the, he was like a super, you know, creative guy. He would, you know, he would always have these cool, cool activities to do, you know, improv stuff and, you know, anime and all this. And I was like, man, I just think maybe he, like, it was cool. He, the, you know, the job ran his course, but I think he was above, like, the job. And, you know, those kind of, like, like us as, like, creatives and, you know, people that want to do different stuff, like stand up and podcasts and stuff, like, um, we're obviously willing to work to make to you know provide for ourselves and pay our bills exactly. and stuff, but always in the back of our minds, we're going to feel like we're above, um, we're above those certain jobs. Like you can yeah. walk, you can walk into any store or any little fast food restaurant, and you can survey the people that are working there, and you can see who's going to be there for the next ten years. Yeah, because this is like the only job they you know they're probably capable of doing and then you can see who's above that and who's probably very true um who has bigger goals and aspirations oftentimes you know what's funny is the people that are the most energetic at those jobs are the ones that um they're they're above the job but they respect the job that they're at yeah there there'll be a girl that's like you know her major is business but she works at Jack in the Box and she goes to college 
And during the time she's there, she works hard. She smiles at customers. She's very professional. But when she gets off of work, and she may smell like beef still, she goes home. <laughs> she does all that fucking homework. She does it all over again. She has a smile on her face. It's the people that are like, fuck this job. This job ain't shit. Blah, blah, blah. Those are the ones that are below that be job. Successful. Yeah. You can't be successful if you're not willing to go through a process. Mm. At the beginning of success, there's always a, a process. I don't give a fuck, you know, of who you are. You know, the only way you won't go through some grueling process is if you're, you know, there's some kid with a spoon in your silver spoon in your mouth. But if you're working any low, like low paying job, Mm -hmm. then you really get a sense of what the world is like. Mm -hmm. I worked at Sears. I worked at I worked at Sonic for like three days. I couldn't do fast food. I worked at I worked as a security guard. Mm -hmm. I've done some fucked up. Some fucked up jobs, and I'll tell you right now, it's the biggest reality check ever. If yes. I if I was to have kids, I would want them working as soon as possible because I want them to be out in the working world and making their own money. And I'll be like, "Hey, do you hate your job?" And they'd be like, "I, I hate it, Dad. I hate it." I'd be like, "That's good. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good." Because if you was loving this shit, like I love flipping burgers, man. Burgers be hot. I'd be like, yeah. yeah well, son, uh, <laughs> I don't know about your future. And if you're listening to this too, this is a whole nother topic, but I don't want to get too deep on it. If you hate your job, that's great. Yeah, that's great. That means you want better. But here's the question: Are you willing to do better? Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That 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 kind of goes back to like, um, we all have to work. You know, somehow you got to make money. Somehow you got to pay your bill, got to pay your car, no, got to pay your rent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but j- most people, you know, work like an eight hour work day or whatever the case may be. But there's so much other time during the day where you're not working that you can utilize to um, maximize your potential, whether it's working out, whether it's re- recording a podcast, you know, making music. I know a guy, um, he mixed a song for me. And he was talking to me about like all of his side hustles and, you know, the stuff he liked to do. And I had barely met him. I met him through a mutual friend. And um, like I went to a studio and he was like, yeah, man, I work at Popeye's. But, you know, I'd be mixing songs. I'd be mixing songs on the side and making a little money like that. I do my little Uber thing. I do. You know what I mean? I saved up, you know, a bunch of money to come out here. And, you know, so he he's like, you know, the ultimate the ultimate hustler. And, you know, maximizing his time, just like the people that are complaining about their job should be doing. Yeah. And here's another thing, too. Outside of the job you're at, if you hate it, that's great. Um, But find something that you're passionate about outside the job and continue to work hard at it. Mm -hmm. Because you remember um, Ludacris. Ludacris was a radio DJ, but he also, like, Work odd jobs and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people they was grinding, man, and they use the same f. They use the same emphasis on their career. Look at the Rock, like nobody's outworking these guys. The Rock, oh man, this is awesome. I'll share this this uh, this story real quick about the Rock. I was watching the Lakers Network, um, and he came and talked to the Laker team last season, and they was it was like a motor. It was he said what he said. Look, I don't have some big fucking motivational speech for you guys you know and that's how he was talking to him he said look man he said he talked about where he where he uh went to where he uh uh played football he went to miami and mm-hmm. he ended up being academically like ineligible and all kinds of shit was going wrong and eventually you know his goal was to go to nfl he didn't make it he ended up going playing canadian football for the for the stampeders or whoever it was i think it was the stampeders he wasn't hardly making any money he didn't have hardly no money to send his wife he talked about as a kid getting his lights, their lights cut off and being evicted. They go home and they got a, a note with a lock on the gate that saying they couldn't get back in the house. So he ended up being like homeless, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And he says, when he said, uh, when I got my break, he's like, I never put my, took my foot off the gas. Yeah. And he says, now all I do is this. Whenever I'm about to do a big movie or interview or anything, I'm just tunnel vision. He said he he pointed to a wall. He put his back on the wall and he said, I got my back to this motherfucker and I'm going straight ahead. There is nothing behind me that I give a fuck about because everything I've been through, I've been through. 
everything I'm doing is straight ahead. Mm-hmm. And like the way that he like elaborated on this story, like all the Lakers, like all of them was just sitting there just listening. That's crazy. Very, just extremely motivational story. But it's like these these actors and these people you see up there, like, oh, look at them. They think they're too good. They think they're this and that. You don't know what these people have been through, man. Yeah. It kind of, I forgot about to mention E.T. when we talked about, like, the people that inspire you. But, um, but. Oh, yeah. E.T. always talks about finding, finding your why. His name is Eric Thomas. Just heads up. Yeah. Eric Thomas. E.T. always talks about finding your why. And um, that kind of that kind of reminded me of that. And also, it kind of I don't know. It's like a bit of a tangent, but not really. Um, about uh, Ray Lewis when he talked about basically his mom was getting abused, yeah. and he wasn't strong enough to do anything about it. So he had a deck of cards, and he would play this game to where he would pick a card out, and whatever the card number was, he would do that many push-ups, and he would do he would do um, he would pick. He would continuously pick cards until he went through the whole deck. Until he finally was strong enough to defend, you know, his mom against. I don't know who to do. I don't know if it was a stepdad or his real dad or whoever it was. But until he was strong enough to defend, you know, to defend his mom, <clears throat> and he used that same work ethic to basically become one of the greatest middle linebackers to ever play football. Yeah, there's always some some like. Not so much story of abuse, but there's always some huge like uh, lesson that is learned behind these guys. Like the way that their brain works is not the same as everyone else. Whether mm-hmm. it's Jerry Rice catching bricks from his dad, yeah, you know all kinds of shit like that. You just like, damn, like, mm-hmm. like wow. Uh, but you guys get the point. We're not gonna beat beat this over the head too much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you got anything else, man? Nope. Well, you know what. I want to end episode 32 with uh, a sponsor, uh, Trojan Condoms and KY uh. Jelly. Um, thank you for giving us the opportunity to have a fun night and um, <laughs> you know, giving everybody the, the tools we need to lubricate ourselves and protect ourselves. So a big shout out to Trojan Condoms and uh, KY Jelly. Mm-hmm. You know, keep living your best life out there, people. Um, <laughs> I'm living my best life. I ain't going back to fucking KY Jelly. <laughs> yeah, well, that that marks the end of this episode, episode 32. Thank you for listening to the Truckers Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. You guys have a blessed one. Peace. <laughs>